Welcome to Asked and Answered, the podcast series that answers all your missions-related questions. With me in the studio are Ron and Karis Pierce. Hello, guys. Welcome. Hi, Joy. Okay, so Ron, in the past, I've heard you use this term, trophies of grace. I'm wondering if you could tell our listeners what you mean by that. Well, it it all came about uh, for me um, in India one time. I was in a slum in India, and uh, we were meeting in there with this young pastor, 17 years of age. He had three churches. I still remember this is one of the largest slums of all of India. It's in um, um, Bombay, <laughs> what they call them, Mumbai. And um, they they had this church running. It was in a shack, a little house. And it was poor. The poverty I went by was amazing. And it was, uh, the river had dead bodies in it of animals mm. uh, that ran through the place. It was black. Um, there was n- hardly any drinking water. People died all the time. Their bodies were collected in the morning. Um, they were taken over and disposed of. Um, it, was, it was really bad. Sounds really bad. It, it was. And it was one of the major slums of mm. India. So out of this, we had the church service. I'm making the story shorter, but um, we, we had the church service, et cetera. At the door was this man shaking hands with everyone. And in the hut would have been a, probably about 30 people sitting on stairs, sitting on beds, sitting on the floor, sitting everywhere, standing, hanging out a window. And he was the one shaking hands, but he, he had leprosy before. And God healed him of leprosy, so much so that he didn't have any fingers and he did not have um, uh, uh, nose and ears. I think both ears were gone. I can't remember right now, considerably long time here. Right. And um, he, he lost parts of his body to leprosy. Let me put it that way. So he stood there, shook hands with everybody and greeted them. And I asked the pastor, 17-year-old pastor, I said, so uh, why do you have that man doing that? Well, he's a trophy of God's grace, Hmm. and we want to put him out front. And I thought, okay, so over the years following that, I kept watching as to how the church handled um, many of these situations where the people were put on display, all right, like a trophy case. Right. And, uh, you know, you go into some people's homes and they've got a, a, a football trophy there and they've got a hockey trophy or they've got a baseball or, or gymnastics or all various things like that. I've watched them over the years and they're great. Well, in God's little display case <laughs> of the world, he sometimes has these people who are brought forward and put up and said, this is what I can do. And that's what a trophy is, basically. This is what I can do. Um, this is I what a, I accomplished. This is what I accomplished. Right. This is it. And so God has his own. Right. And therefore, he wouldn't look at these people as being superstars. They're not magnificent specimens in any way. They're not professional athletes or somebody that's that polished their their bodies up or their trade up or craft or whatever it is. No, these are people who God did a miracle through, changed their lives, healed them, did something, and then they're put up on the stage Hmm. and said, folks, this is what is possible. This is what I did. I will build my church, Jesus said, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And this is just a few of the little things that I've gathered over the years. Hmm. Well, I started to watch for those. And they're in every country. And you can go and you can ask national believers, would you, and you'd say, show me a, 
an example, if you could, of your of God's power in this culture, this people at this time in history. And they always have somebody that they will say, this man was delivered from demonic possession. This man over here, something else, this woman over here was a priestess. And she she was, um, in, well, I remember in India, and she had a thousand um, people in her church. And she used to be in charge in the town of the big snake god. And she was the goddess for the snake god, totally delivered. Now she's the exact opposite. She's a trophy. So that's what I refer to as the trophies of grace. And they would get a lot of attention. Oh, they're famous. Yeah. They're famous. They were probably famous before in a bad way, and yeah. or maybe we call that infamous. Right. And now they're famous in a good way. And they're always yeah. there. So with the stories you tell, these trophies of grace, every single time it comes with a new church plant, a massive people following the Lord. Is that not correct? Yeah, like it is. They, they are used by God. Yeah. You know, God uses a healing. Yeah. In, in, in many situations, it is somebody to point to. Mm-hmm. And the unbelievers will look at that person or even believers that need encouragement. And they will look at them and say, God is powerful. God right. is all-knowing. God did this. I can I can hold on to it. Right. It, it's a little bit like the things that we hold on to in the uh, in the Bible, and that maybe the the people in the Bible held on to as well. I'm going to think about here Moses, Red Sea parting, mm-hmm. people going through. They held on to that. Right. That was a miracle. They really held on to that for a long time. Um, we just came through Passover right now and celebrating Passover. And the blood was on the doorposts and over the, the top of the yeah. door, et cetera, and the header. And that was to be done so that the angel of death would not come and hurt anybody in that household. That was passing over. Mm-hmm. Well, they held, they hold on to that thousands of years later right. as a miracle. And those in themselves, those instances of God's action are those trophies. So every church, every situation has got them and we need them. Mm-hmm. This is the thing. You just can't go all the time on theory. Right. You have to have some solid examples. This is God's power. Well, isn't it one of the reasons you tell the stories that you collect back to the North American church? Oh, because it's yes. for people who know empower and support empower these stories to them, you know, are, are holding on to and, and opening up their faith and encouraging them. Exactly. Right. Well, Joy, why do you think the book of Acts was written? Yeah. Why do you why do you we, why do we have all these stories in the Bible? These are things that hold us to the realization in real life of the power of God. Mm. And that is something that we need. And that that's part a big part of what the Bible is. Hmm. It it's sure we've got all the theory there of how do you know God, the theology parts of it. But it's the stories that are woven together throughout history that are really the things that that give us something in the morning to get up and remember. I remember God did this. I remember right. God did this. And he even says, tell this to your children, to your grandchildren. Let this, this go through all your generations. I am the God that did all these things. Right. You know, it reminds me of a story you tell about Ethiopia and the woman, I think you even call it show and tell. Though There was this one woman, she would travel, right? And she would be, uh, well, you tell it, you tell it better than I could. Well, okay. She was the sorcerer, um, the witch doctor for the village. 
very well known. She would she would to get more demonic power, she would sell herself a little bit more all the time. Mm. And finally she became crippled. Uh, she was dying, laying on a bed. And this is the short version of mm-hmm. what I tell, mm-hmm. okay? And she'd heard that there was a new man in town who had the power to heal her and deliver her from all the demonic forces that promised her all the right things, but they robbed her of her life and she was dying. Mm. And so she dragged herself over. She had to drag herself in the dust about, oh, I'm going to say two to three blocks. They right, because she literally dragged herself on she was her arms. on her back yeah. using her elbows, dragging herself mm-hmm. over to the church and uh, in the dust. And here she is and she heard about this man. Well, his name was Jesus. That's all she knew. And it wasn't, it was the pastor that was there. His name wasn't Jesus. But the, the rumor was Jesus. And all she knew was a man right. to do it. She didn't know it was God that was working through this man. So he saw her coming. He went over to her, heard her story, prayed for her. She was totally healed. She danced in front of me. She says, look, and she was a trophy there right. for that congregation. Yeah. For that whole area, she would go around giving her testimony and everybody knew it. Everybody that before had come to her for demonic incantation saw that this was a trophy. Right. And therefore, that woman, um, I would look at and I would say for those people, she was the mark of God's power that they could go back to time and time again. Mm-hmm. I find it fascinating, too, that it uh, it affects people in different ways. It affects the woman who is healed. Um, because God healed her personally. It affects the Christians because it encourages them and drives them on. But it also affects the non-Christians who see this and say, I want to know that God. So it's not a miracle that just affects the one person. It affects everybody. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing, Karis, as Jesus when he was on earth. He did the exact same thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, Lazarus, that was a trophy. Right. Coming back to life like that, you can go and you can look at all the times uh, the man by uh, the pool that was healed, all the miracles. It was for their benefit, yes, but it was for the benefit of all those people who were watching, like mm-hmm. you just said. And it was for all time for us as examples of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Now, you can always criticize and sort of um, doubt the fact that these things happened. And there are a lot of doubters around. And I run into them all the time. Well, how, Ron, can you be sure you weren't there? You d- do you have doctor's reports on this? <laughs> no, I just got this woman that was dancing around that everybody, quite a few people would get testimony that she was the witch doctor mm-hmm. and that she was totally incapacitated. She couldn't, she was going to die. And something happened. And she says it was God that healed her. And everybody else does too. I would take that as proof. Mm-hmm. but there are still people that don't want to believe. And the problem for me is they call themselves Christians. <laughs> and they sort of like, if you doubt that, you're going to be doubting a lot of the Bible. And you're going to be doubting a lot of things that go on in life where God intervenes in the natural and does the supernatural. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it all the time in history. He's doing it in people's lives. I find the greatest miracle is when a person accepts the Lord and they're transformed. Right. That's that's the biggest miracle of all. So I don't like skeptics. Um, skeptical people are the ones that really have got to really come to God and ask for their eyes to be opened and for a miracle to play, take place in their hearts. 
uh, because those people aren't good for the body of Christ. Hmm. Um, overseas, I find very few skeptics in these cultures, third world, etc., or whatever like that. I find very few because they've recognized the fact that these trophies are people that they knew and that they watched and they came through whatever they came through and they are different now and therefore these are trophies that God has on the shelf Hmm. and they're so valuable. Well, thanks, guys. You know, just to go back to the very original thing that you said, the first thing, that was so profound what that 17-year-old pastor said, wasn't it? That Mm -hmm. this man was a trophy of grace. Yep. Okay. Well, thanks for answering that question.